Wrestling with siblings, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is a fight, so I gotta get right. right. Can't have my back on the ropes. Never. This for my sister and bro. I swear that we'll make it, that's yeah, all that we hope. Go, life is so cold. Get hit with a center, that's all that she wrote. The world that we live in has made me cutthroat. Yeah. I started rapping by life just to cope. Now I spit fire like Ricky yeah. Steamboat. Yeah. Straight from the bottom, got so much to gain. I had to grind just to build on my name. People call me champ, I'm feeling like Dwayne. I let it smack down, here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. Right. Welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Iris Telly, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. All right. Let's get started with Backlash Live from Puerto Rico. And we already know we have a lot of wrestlers on this card, from Bad Bunny to Selena Vega to Damian Priest, a whole bunch of them that are from Puerto Rico. And they're here to represent their home country. And not only that, I like Backlash. Why? Because Backlash is a chance for those superstars that had the opportunity at WrestleMania to redeem themselves at this pay-per-view. So, you know, and it, it was more special because, you know, there was going to be a couple people like Selena and Bad Bunny that were going to, and Damian Priest, that were going to be in their hometown and, you know, their home country. So it was going to be very special for them. And, you know, let's see what the night played out for them. Like I said, one of my favorite pay-per-views just because it's redemption right after WrestleMania. That being said, let's move on to the very first match of the night. And personally, in my opinion, I think this was the best match of the night. They started off with the banger, and basically the entire pay-per-view followed off right after that. The Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, defense against Io Sky. I give this match a five stars. It was perfect from beginning to the end. Both competitors went out there and they gave 110% to this match. I was really, really impressed by uh, by Eel Sky. You know, she really came out tonight. She was focused. She knew what she wanted to do and how she had to get to, to Bianca Belair. And there was a couple opportunities in this match where she had really, really near falls where I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. Um, and just took the fight to, to Bianca, you know. And, and I was really, really surprised that she went out there without damage control, you know. And, and I think that really helped her out because she was able to focus she wasn't distracted and see like okay you know i don't have to worry for them costing me the match or whatever it was just a really really amazing match from from you know sky very few matches that i've seen her half like this and tonight she just really completely like took it to bianca Belair. i thought she was gonna lose it even the crowd in puerto rico was right behind her too yes i 100 percent agree with you on that one it was very surprising actually because eo's supposed to be the heel but she was getting cheered she was over absolutely i'm actually surprised wwe didn't pull the plug on it and didn't give her the championship but i agree with what armando said i think not having damage control there really solidified what eo sky is able to do on her own but you gotta give her those props man you gotta give her her flowers she went out there and she took bianca to a limit i don't think there's been competitors other than a few of them that have taken bianca to that level and i think bianca was I don't want to say she was underestimating EO Sky because it's definitely not the case, but I think she wasn't prepared for the EO Sky that she got because EO Sky dominated 99.9% of that match. And the only advantage that Bianca Belair had over her was the power and obviously her size. Yeah, and, and I agree with you on, on that factor. I I do agree that Bianca Belair came into this match expecting a different EO. But she got a completely different one. So she had done her homework on what she had seen before. And I think EO's game plan was completely different. And I think it got Bianca Belair off guard. Huge mistake by Bianca Belair because it almost cost her the match. 
But again, give props to Io because she came in with her own game plan and she executed it perfectly. It's just Bianca wasn't expecting this this version of of Io Sky. But also Bianca Belair, what she was expecting is damage control, and that's exactly why she was able to retain her women's championship. We see Dakota Kai coming right behind Bailey, and Bailey is there, you know. Going and getting involved in this match, I don't think it was her intention, but looking at it, yes, it was her intention to cost EO Sky that match. This is very, very interesting because what is EO Sky going to say after what happened at Backlash? Because it looks to me like Bailey intentionally cost her the Raw Women's Championship. I think she didn't have no intention on it. I think Bailey was just bad timing on her part. Do I believe that Io could have won the match if Damage Control wasn't involved? It looked like it that way, right? Because she lost valuable seconds on when she was going to do the uh, the moonsault, you know, if, if that's what you call it. Um, and I think those couple seconds were very, very crucial. Like I said, I don't think there was that intention on Bailey. It was just bad timing on her part and it backfired. I'll tell you why I think it's intentional. Because as Bailey is walking by the ramp towards the ring, Dakota Kai is clearly trying to stop her. Number two, we know Bailey does not get along with her teammates, especially when they're getting opportunities that she is not getting. This team is not going to go very far, and I can guarantee it. One of them is going to snap, and I think this is the beginning of that. All right, moving on to the very next match. Super random out of nowhere. Seth Rollins versus Omos. I was telling Armando actually right before this match started, like these guys have seen each other what maybe twice, talked to it each other once. once, and that was about it. And that's how this feud just came about. But Omos had the biggest advantage over Seth Rollins. Obviously, his size was the biggest advantage. And Seth Rollins at first didn't know how to maneuver that, and then finally he started to target the legs of. Omos, and that's when he was finally able to capitalize and finally able to bring Omos down. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think this was a whole different ball game for for Seth Rollins. He knew what he was getting himself into and how to handle the situation. He knew that once he brought down Omos down on 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 his knees, pretty much he stood a chance. And Omos, on the other hand, he was pretty much relying on his power, on his power to see what he was able to do against. Seth Rollins, but as we all know, Seth Rollins is a smart competitor. He's always thinking ahead of the game, and you know he walked in with the strategy right from the get go. Oh yeah, he knew that he had to keep Omos down for as long as he possibly could in order for him to even be able to be considered to even beat somebody like Omos. And I think Omos went in there extremely confident. He knew he had the size advantage, so obviously he was taking it at his own pace, going very very slow. On the other hand, Seth Rollins keeping up the pace. That guy is completely on fire right now. Take advantage of that because he is over. And rightfully so, the guy, every single time you put him in a match, he goes out there and he delivers. That's why he's one of the best. And for him to prove it was a huge win he got today. And not only that, to prove how smart he is, look at what he did. He had delivered a curve stomp to Omas first, right? And he wasn't successful. So what does he do? He delivers one right off the top rope and... That right there just shows you what his game plan was that he was focusing. He was ready to take on Omos and, you know, he got a huge, huge victory on his plate. All right, let's move on to Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory versus Branson. Reid, right off the bat, 
Bobby Lashley goes right after these two. He starts cleaning house. And then Austin Theory and Branson Reed realized, you know what? We have to team up on him. We have to find a way to take Bobby Lashley out of the equation. And that is exactly what happened. Theory and Reed basically were at partnership for maybe about 5-10 minutes. You know, they were going after Lashley, making sure he was down doing everything they possibly could to ensure that Bobby Lashley wasn't going to walk out of there as United States champion, but also at the exact same time as every man for themselves. So Branson Reed obviously starts to go after Austin Theory, and I think you have to give credit where credit is due, man. Austin Theory went in there. He had probably one of the best matches he's had, and he was able to retain against two other competitors. The guy is on fire right now. And this is how much Austin Theory has grown. You know, one, he... Made a strategy with Bronson Reed, like you said, which I thought it was a brilliant idea because then you'll make it into a pretty much one-on-one -on -one match. And throughout the match, he was picking and choosing his moments with Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. And this is the perfect example because Bronson Reed takes out Bobby Lashley, if I'm not mistaken, and Austin Theory goes in for the pinfall. One, two, three, and just like that, he wins it. So he was waiting for that perfect opportunity for it to come down and... That's how smart he is, and that's how much he has grown ever since he lost that money, ever since he cashed in his money in the bank opportunity, sorry. Austin Theory has learned to take advantage of every single one of his opportunities. As soon as they come, he absolutely capitalizes on them, and that's why nobody has been able to take that United States Championship from him. But I also think we got a different side of Bobby Lashley. The guy ever since Brock Lesnar... His matches with Brock Lesnar, the guy has been different. He's been more motivated. He's been a lot more hungry. But I also feel like he hasn't been as fully focused as he should possibly be. Because the guy is a main eventer. The guy should be going after the United States. I mean, the Universal Championship or the brand new WWE Championship, right? But I feel like he's stuck in that mid-card position because he is not fully focused. He is not fully there. And I think once he finally breaks out of that, we're going to get that Bobby Lashley that we've been waiting for for the last couple months i think <laughs> i'm sorry i think bobby lashley lets his emotions get the best of him and that's where mvp played a huge part in his career and where he got to where he was at because i feel that bobby lashley is that impulsive where he goes and he reacts over on anger or he just lets the best of him the the best get of him and i think that's where mvp was able to control it and took him to where where he's at hopefully he's able to refine his his place and go back into that main event picture because i do believe he's he's one of my picks to go get the uh, wwe world heavyweight championship yes and we cannot underestimate somebody like branson reed the guy is fantastic he takes advantage again of every single opportunity that he gets and he knows he's a major powerhouse he knows he can basically manhandle anybody on that roster and he takes full advantage of that but i think he has to learn to adapt to his competitors he has to learn to study them a little bit more where their weaknesses are and capitalize on each and every single one of those but if i were the raw roster i would be very very careful and be paying very close attention to somebody like branson reed yeah definitely this guy has all the potential to be a star and i think this is the powerhouse raw and it, i wouldn't want to mess with this guy that this guy is just his strength is unbelievable when in what he's able to do off the top rope, you know, and I think it's just long overdue. I think he, he's going to be in the championship picture pretty soon, whether it's with Theory again or again into that tournament that the uh, that WWE is going to have for the World Heavyweight Championship. All right, 
Let's move on to probably the most emotional part of this entire show. This was my favorite part only because you guys all know we love Selena. Yeah. That's that's our girl right there. Regardless of how the match went, this was a very well-deserved moment. And it was about the moment, not about what happened in that match. Uh, but Selena Vega versus Rhea Ripley for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Right off the bat, the emotions start flowing right through Selena. You can tell she wants to give the best performance of her life, but at the same time, you can see the emotion is kind of taking over during this match, and Rhea Ripley knows, and she absolutely capitalized on that opportunity. I have to agree with you on on that. It was the match me and you were looking forward to just because of how huge of fans we are of selena and for us it was emotional too you know because we we we've been following selena's career up pretty much up until now up into wwe and you know for her to have a title opportunity and to prove herself not only to her people but to the wwe and you know to the entire world i, I mean it, it like you said it was more for 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 the emotion, but regardless of the outcome, we were still proud proud of her and how she was able to deliver. And yeah, it was emotional. Even even we we got emotional. Too. So at the end of the day, like Selena went out there, she threw six one nights, her Karana. No matter what you make Selena do, the girl excels. She is that good at what she does. You put her as. And management, she'll do it. You put her to cut a promo, the girl will knock it out of the park. You give her a match, she delivers 100% of the time, each and every single time. Very well-deserved moment for Selena Vega. I've been saying this since the very beginning. Him and I have been saying it. We're huge Selena fans. Yeah, I might be a little biased. I don't care. You can come at me all you want. But the girl... The woman, I should say, is a future Hall of Famer, and I can guarantee you between now and next year's WrestleMania, she will be champion of some sort. Not not tag team champion, because she's already gotten there, but she's either going to hold the money in the bank, or she is going to be SmackDown or Raw Women's Champion. Like, there is just no way. She is absolutely over. I think turning her baby face was the best decision they could have made. Don't get me wrong. Heel Selena will always be my favorite because that's it's just so in character. That's what she does. But face Selena is out of this world, and I think she's going to kill it. Absolutely kill it. And she did a killer job with Rhea Ripley today. Like you said, she took the fight to Rhea, and it's very, very hard to do that against Rhea Ripley just because of how aggressive and how powerful Rhea is. You know, she's she's intimidated right from the get-go. And what Selena did in this match was just incredible. And it shows her skills, like you said. You know, we already know her her mic skills. Whatever she, she does, she does great. But also her in-rig skills are, are great, you know. And for her to take the fight to the champion, you know, it, it was just great, you know. And, and just Selena did, did a really good job. And, and she proved why she's there and, and why she deserves to get a title opportunity again. And Rhea Ripley, you could never underestimate somebody like Rhea Ripley. Obviously, Rhea Ripley went in knowing that Selena Vega in this situation was the favorite. Why they were in Puerto Rico. She knew. But she also knew that we were going to get a very vulnerable Selena Vega. And that we were going to get somebody that wasn't going to be fully 100% there. Why? The emotions were going to get the best of Selena Vega. And... Rhea Ripley knew that. She capitalized on that and she ended that match quick. But that standing ovation to Zelina was the best part of the entire 
show. Props to Zelina for this match, and I guarantee you, mark my words, between now and next year's WrestleMania, Zelina Vega will be Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion. I, I agree, and, you know, I would love to see that for Zelina. You know, I think she deserves it, and, you know, we're proud of <laughs> how far she's come. Yes. All right, let's move on to Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a Puerto Rico street fight. Okay, why did this match not main event? That's what I want to know. This match was so good. Yeah. Mind you, I, I love the women's match. The women's match was fantastic. But this match, I feel like, deserved to be the main event of Backlash. Nothing against Cody. I just feel the match was so good. It delivered. It was. It ended perfectly for the way a pay-per-view this big should have ended. And you had all the emotions. You know, it was the excitement, the emotion. Like, oh, like... Where's the where's the LWO? Where's the rest of Judgment Day? It, it just had all the emotions, like you said, to be the main event, you know. But I gotta give it also to to Bad Bunny, you know. The guy doesn't do this full time, and every time he has come in here, he knocks he knocks it out of the ballpark, you know. And, and I think this is one of his mat matches, best matches that he has had, you know. And I think this match was was suit for him. And what better way to do it than with with someone like Damian Priest as well, who's also talented and. I think they both did a great job in this match. The match was back and forth. You know, there there really wasn't one that was dominating yet. Bad Bunny would dominate, you know, for a couple minutes of the match, and then he'll come Damian Priest. So it was a fifth it was a pretty even match if you want to call it that way. Not only was it an even match, but it was they're both Puerto Rican. They're both representing their country in a sense in front of their people so that made it even more awesome the second bad bunny came out that crowd went bonkers that's probably <laughs> one of the biggest pops i have heard you couldn't even hear the music and if i'm not mistaken now mind you i wasn't there so if you were at backlash correct me if i am wrong but it was probably louder than edge returning at the royal rumble back in 2020 I, I do agree. His pop was loud. I think the crowd was excited to go see Bad Bunny and what he could offer. And just, you know, even we heard it right here on, on, on TV while we are watching it on, on Peacock. You know, you could barely hear the music. And, yeah. you know, I think his pop was one of the loudest ones we've ever heard. Um, And it's just, that just shows you how Bad Bunny is a, as a star, you know. He is the biggest selling artist in the world now coming into a world that i mean he was a fan right but he knows nothing about athletic wise comes in and is performing at the level that he is performing absolutely give that man the props and give him his flowers because he absolutely deserves it he comes in and he kills it every single time and i agree he had a killer match with damian priest i Got everything I was expecting out of this match. And I think more than what anybody was expecting, you know. Also with Damian Priest, you have to give that guy the credit as well. He went above and beyond, not only for his people, but to put Bad Bunny in the position that he was during that match. I have to agree with you on that one. I, I, I Full props to, to Damian Priest for, you know, also making this match happen. And, you know... Honestly, I thought this match was going to be a short match, but both of these guys did a great job on, on extending it and, and making it the match that it was. You know, it, like we said, it had a little bit of everything. It was entertaining. There was emotion. And, you know, guys like Bad Bunny, you could tell he loves this business. You could tell he, he loves it because he, the way he comes out with passion, the way 
he reacts to everything. You could tell these guys he is one that really loves this business and if he were to dedicate himself full time, I think he'll be a massive, massive star just because of how he portrays himself in you can't even say that he would be a big massive a massive star he already is the biggest star probably in the pop star world right now and in wrestling he's getting there very 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 quickly and he's earned he's earned every single thing that's coming his way and also i love the way they brought in the judgment day and the way they brought in uh, the LWO. It was absolutely perfect. And we also got to see a very rare and special appearance by Carlito. So the crowd even went even more bonkers. Yep. I'm telling you guys, this should have been the main event. The way it was booked from the beginning to the very end, this is the way the pay-per-view should have ended. It started off with the banger. It should have ended with the banger. Yeah, and definitely that Carlito part was so exciting. It brought a lot of memories for me when I was... You know, younger, just because I used to love watching Carlito, the way he came out with the Apple, and as soon as his music came out, everybody just went crazy, like I said, he said, bunkers. I agree with you, this match, you know, definitely from beginning to end was, was really, really good, and, you know, I think they knocked it out of the park with, with this one, and Backlash as well. I want to see him at SummerSlam. Find something for Bad Bunny, because the guy delivers every single time and i guarantee you everybody in detroit will agree with me bring him into SummerSlam. give anything have the guy face anybody i don't care even if he comes out singing to porto bonito or something like that <laughs> yeah no we'll, we'll uh anything you have the guy do the guy absolutely kills it all right let's move on to kevin owens zami Zayn, and riddle versus the bloodline uh, a lot of revenge on the uh, bloodline. I, I think they they needed a win tonight for sure. You know, not only for them to get back up, but also for the tribal chief Roman Reigns. And I feel that the pressure starting to get to the bloodline. You, you could already tell, you know, that that them not getting a win. You know, last last week and for the uh, WWE Unified Tag Team Titles is really really starting to affect. And and you saw it throughout this match. You could see the tension between Solo. Jimmy and Jay. Yes, that definitely was there. And you can tell that Solo, I think the pressure is more on him because he's currently the right hand to the Tribal Chief. And I think he's trying to prove something to him. Maybe that he's the next title shot opponent. Maybe that he, he's got what it takes to be the next top star. And I get it, I do. But during this match, we saw because of Solo, because of Solo, I believe it was Jimmy super kick Jay or Jay super kick Jimmy. I don't remember, but there was a miscommunication there. And then Solo literally almost took out Jay. And it's like the miscommunication was there. And then they, they would tag each other. And then Solo would tag right back in. And then Jay would tag right back in. The miscommunication was there. And I think this is where the egos are now going to start clashing. And this is where Roman Reigns is going to play a very, very important role. Because Roman Reigns is influencing solo and solo is going out of his way to try to be the leader of the bloodline i think solo is trying to get everybody back on the same page because jimmy and jay have been struggling with kevin owens and zambi Zayn, and they've been too focused on doing their own thing and the only one that's been fully focused on the bloodline is solo and i agree and i think roman has shifted more towards solo as his right hand man because he's the more serious one and the one that gets business done 
But I don't agree with him not trying to break them apart because if that's what he was trying to do, why doesn't he just let them be a part of the match instead of tagging himself in? He was the one that was causing all of these issues within the bloodline because we know that Jimmy and Jay, I mean, not only were they born together, but they work extremely well together. There is never any miscommunication between the Usos. That is probably the best tag team that gets along the best in the WWE right now. So I think Solo, I don't want to say intentionally, but at the same time, yes, intentionally, he was poking at the Usos, trying, I don't know if it was trying to get a reaction or trying to like, hey, something has to click inside of you guys right now, but that he was definitely instigating the, the Usos. I think Roman Reigns gave, specific, and this is what I think, I think Roman Reigns gave specific instructions to Solo to take care of one problem. And that problem is Jimmy and Jay. And I think Solo is going to play a huge part in getting rid of Jimmy and Jay. Because at this point, I feel that Roman doesn't trust him or doesn't like him anymore. And and ever since they lost that title, I kind of their titles, I feel that Roman kind of just drifted away from them. And I think Solo is going to be a huge part in, in getting rid of Jimmy, Jimmy and Jay. Definitely. Can't wait to see how that plays out, but let's touch a little bit on the brotherhood, and I like to call them that because they basically are, they're not blood brothers, but they are brothers. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn seem to be on the same page. They are working very, very, very well together. They are exceeding, I think, everybody's expectations, and I think they, they found their niche with Riddle as well, and you have to give those guys credit where credit is due. They were going in knowing that the Bloodline and Solo had the biggest advantage because, one, they're family. They know each other super, super well. If there's any bonds that can be broken, that's definitely one of them. So you got to give props to the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn, and Riddle in this case for... For the match that they put on, I think they went in extremely prepared. But at the same time, there was seconds when I thought like they felt there was no way they were going to win this match. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think, you know, KO and Sami Zayn, I mean, they've known each other for a long time. And they've been working together ever since, you know, they were working in Indies. And, you know, if anybody was going to defeat those, it was going to be these guys. So they got the number. You know, I think they also walked in with the confidence, but at the same time, knowing what they were getting themselves into. And I think they finally found that that even number, you know, which is Riddle. And I think Riddle came in at a perfect time to handle the bloodline. If I don't think if Riddle, if Riddle wouldn't have been in the picture, I think Sammy and KO, as good as they are, and and them defeating the Usos, I still they would. I think they still would have struggled. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, Riddle came in the perfect timing into the, the picture. And he was also seeking revenge from Solo, you know. And, and I think, you know, he's not going to get tired until Solo, you know, either, you know, gets hurt or he seeks redemption from him. Because he hasn't forgotten that injury that he got a couple months ago from, from Solo. So it played out perfectly for KO and, and Sami Zayn. Alright, let's move on to our main event. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. First time ever, and not only that, we never got an explanation as to why Brock Lesnar just randomly attacked Cody Rhodes at the Raw after WrestleMania. Absolutely interesting, and then I want to say it's like 5-10 minutes into this match, Brock Lesnar is busted open, there is blood all over the ring, it was because Cody took off the turnbuckle and obviously put uh, Brock right through it, 
And then before that, you have to also keep in mind that Cody Rhodes was smart. He gave himself an advantage right before Brock Lesnar enters the ring. What does he do? He goes out, goes to the announce table, uses the announce table. I, I like to call it the shield. Uses it on Brock Lesnar, and then he stomps his way all the way to <laughs> to the uh, steel steps. He uses the steel steps to his advantage, and then brings Brock into this match. He knew that if he didn't get an advantage over Brock Lesnar, his chances were going to be very, very, very slim. Uh, I think Cody did his homework on this match. Um, and I like the strategy. Yeah, it seems dirty or whatever or whatever, but he tried to take advantage of a situation. As soon as Brock Lesnar came out, he saw the opportunity, he attacked him. It was a great match. I think Cody's strategy was good. And he outsmarted Brock Lesnar. You know, I think Brock Lesnar also got caught up in, in his emotions and just wanted to destroy Cody Rhodes. And I think that was Brock Lesnar's mistake, you know, and Cody was able to capitalize on it. And I think this is a huge, huge win for Cody Rhodes and for him to get back on, on track to where he needs to go. I think he needed this win. Brock went into this match extremely, extremely confident because he goes in and he suplex after suplex after suplex after suplex. Those are, we. that's what we were expecting. That's exactly what Brock Lesnar does, and that's his routine. And somebody like Cody Rhodes, I think, studied that routine from Brock Lesnar because the way he was able to conquer him was, I don't want to say out of the world, but it was absolutely smart because he, he knew that if he can keep Brock down long enough, he was going to be able to get a victory over him. And I think that's Cody, that was Cody's biggest advantage going into this um, match because he knew... F5, suplex, F5, suplex, 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 suplex. And I think he went in extremely prepared for that. Brock, on the other hand, like I said, he went in super confident, but I don't think he was ready for what Cody Rhodes had studied, in a sense, because he went in and you can tell, like, there was moments where he wasn't expecting the performance that he got from Cody Rhodes. And I think, like I said, Brock Lesnar didn't underestimate Cody. I think he just wanted to completely annihilate him and destroy him. And I think that was his mistake. He... Was he focused? Yes, but I think he just wanted to completely destroy Cody Rhodes, and, and I think he just took the advantage on that situation. What's next for these two guys? Because I don't know. I mean, Brock has faced just about everybody in the roster already. We know so far, this is being filmed after the announcement was made that Cody will be a part of the new championship for the new championship title. So we know that's the direction they're going to go kind of with Cody. If Seth doesn't win it, Cody Rhodes is going to win it. But what's next for Brock Lesnar? Like, what do we have next for him? He's gone against Roman. He's faced Seth. He's faced Lashley. He's already faced Cody Rhodes. Like, what is next for somebody like Brock Lesnar? Keep in mind, Brock Lesnar is a free agent, so he's free to sign whoever he wants to. And I think he's going to go end up being on Raw White because I think he has his eyes set on that new championship, the World Heavyweight Championship. And don't be surprised if this is this isn't the last time we're going to see Cody versus versus Brock Lesnar. I, I think if anybody's going to make it to the championship to the finals of this championship, it's going to be Cody for sure. The other one could be Seth. Seth, I think. You know, I also think it might be Brock Lesnar. You know, I, I think Brock Lesnar. It's going to insert himself either on Raw or on SmackDown. Because keep in mind, SmackDown is also being a participant in this tournament. So we'll be surprised either if if Brock Lesnar inserts himself in that and, 
And I do, if he answers himself, I do see him making it all the way to the final. Against who? Probably Cody, maybe Seth. Those are probably the top two. Um, another one that I like, Finn Balor. I think he's long overdue and he's doing great things with Judgment Day. Um, but those are pretty much the four picks. And I think that's what's going to happen next with, with Brock Lesnar and, and Cody for sure. Going to those tournaments and potentially seeing each other either in the final or down the road in, in the tournament as well. All right, you guys, that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe and become a part of the siblings today. And very quickly before we leave, this podcast is sponsored by Optimus Crew. So head over to OptimusCrew.com right now to support the brand, guys. Support the brand. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much and see you guys next time.